The Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce's small business initiatives are made possible by our small business program investors, Blue Cross Blue Shield of Kansas, Cox Business, AGH CPAs and Advisors, United Healthcare, and Interest Bank. and drums, you know it's time for the Wichita Chamber Business Accelerator, powered by Evergy. Join us as we explore the world of business, leadership, and entrepreneurship in Wichita. Learn from local business leaders and owners on how they have built and grown their companies and the challenges and opportunities they met along the way. Coming to you from the Evergy Room at the Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce. Here are your hosts, Don Sherman and Ebony Clemens Ajibalande. Welcome to another exciting edition of the WCBA, powered, of course, by Evergy. First, thank you for listening. Don't forget to like us, love us, share us. We truly appreciate you checking us out today. Institute of Development's in the house, E. I am so excited about today's podcast. We have Dr. Tasha Parker in the house. How are you? I'm well. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. You don't know her? Of course I do. Mm. You know, okay. I was, I was just wondering. My dear friend. Yeah, that's what I was waiting for. That's what I was waiting for. So excited to have you here. Tell us who you are and what do you do, ma'am? So I'm Tasha Parker. Um, I have a PhD in community psychology. I'm also a social worker. Um, I've been in private practice probably for about 12, 13 years. Um, recently, I started the Institute of Development, um, really focusing on capacity building for nonprofits, for profits, and the, the private sector organizations, um, really trying to bridge the gap between sustainability and equitable service outcomes. Well, that's wow. a lot. Woo. Yes, I love it, though. It's like therapy for organizations. For <laughs> like, I love it. So, okay, let's back up a little bit. So you are, uh, you're a therapist. Yeah, I'm a licensed specialist clinical social worker. And so that's what you've done for 10 to 12 years. Now you're this community psychologist. Well, what is? I'm still a therapist, too. Okay, so you're doing all this. So, <laughs> so I have a private, I'm in private practice. Uh-huh. So I have a little practice. And then I started the Institute of Development. Eventually, we'll bring them under the same umbrella. umbrella. Okay. But um, yeah, I love it. I get to do a lot of supervision for a newly licensed therapist. So that's fun, um, helping mold the next generation. Because I've been around for a long time. 13 years is a long time to be providing services. That is, that's, you know, a couple of years. <laughs> it's not a long time because now you're calling us old. It's a, it's a long time for me. Okay, okay, that's fine. So tell me exactly, because we, what is community psychology? What does that entail? So community psychology is really about systems. Like we really help navigate, organizations navigate systems. And we want to improve the way systems provide services and how individuals interact within With their that. systems. It's like multi-layered. Okay. Um, we talk a lot about the Broth and Burners ecological perspective. Just really is about the individual is embedded in all these other systems that impact um, them and their access to services and things like that. That's deep. I'm yeah. telling you, it's, it's great. Everybody should do it. 
Everybody should do it. Everyone should yes. do it. I'm going to stare away <laughs> and let you all do nice. that. That is a wonderful program, though. Uh, Dr. Lewis. Um, yes, shout that out program. to Dr. Yes, Lewis. She is Dr. amazing. Lewis. Yes. <laughs> like her a lot. Yes. Um, so let's talk about the Institute of Development a little bit. Mm-hmm. So this is new, right? Yes. You just began this. So where did this thought concept come from? So probably in about, I'm going to say 2015, I had stepped away from doing full-time therapy and I was only doing it part-time because mm-hmm. I was running the mental health at our county jail. And that was one of the first plates. So the thing about therapy, when people get better, they just leave. Mm. Like mm. you don't often get to discharge mm. them successfully. And it you just- get to see people get better, but not the same when you're involved in systems. And working at the jail, being involved in processes and policies, you could actually see the efficiency happening from the work that you were doing. And I was doing some things that could be considered evaluation, and I liked it. I was like, I need to be good at it. And so I started doing some community work with Dr. Lewis, the Tabernacle Bible Church, mm-hmm. and— um it was on from there once I figured out, like, oh, that's what you do. So mm-hmm. you can really get good at these things. And so a long time ago, originally the Institute Development was geared toward these different homes that people could come and heal at. But then I thought about, like, well, why not help organizations become these safe havens for the people that they're providing services to and those who are providing the services? And so... So your institute can help both nonprofit and for-profit. Oh, anybody, anybody. It's for everyone. Yes. That's the key. Yes. And and a lot of people, the thing I like about evaluation, I really think about almost like treatment planning Mm -hmm. and capacity building. I need to know what is contributing to my capacity, but also taken away from it. Mm -hmm. And you do that through Evaluation. evaluation. And some people get scared. Like, yeah. I don't want you to say that my program ain't doing what it's supposed to do. Mm. But I try to take this therapeutic approach of, no, no, no. Like, you probably already have some good things. We're just going to teach you how to tweak it. Like, maybe you should be measuring this instead. <clears throat> mm-hmm. um, it's my same philosophy with therapy. When people come to therapy, they already have the tools that they need to feel better. They just don't. They're trying to use a screwdriver like a hammer. So, so <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> You just got to teach them like, hey, that's not really how that's you use that right there. You use that. Yeah. Wow. But people have the tools that they need. That's, wow. Well, you know, the the first thing that comes to mind is, um, again, going to tell my age, the Little Mermaid. You remember when the seagull found a, a fork and he was like, oh, this is what the humans use to comb their hair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not what we use it for. Yeah. <laughs> it's like creative. It's creative, but that's oh, not yeah. the key. There's a more efficient way. So in your evaluation stage, what are we looking for? What, you know, what questions do we look for? How we are impactful or like, what are we doing? Why are we doing it? What are the things you look for in evaluation? So there's a variety of different types of evaluation. Some evaluation looks at your program theory. You know, are we, are we doing what we say we're doing? And is it making an impact? Some just wants to know, what are you doing? You know, it's just outputs, like who are we providing to? Mm-hmm. Then there's outcomes and impacts. There's all different types. Some are formative, where we're just informing you what's happening. Um, and then some are summative where we're like, no, let's look at 
the details and nitty gritty. That may be when we're collecting data, analyzing data. I like to consider it, when I think of evaluation, I think of it three phases. Like phase one really um, being the discovery phase where we see like, what do you have? What are you already doing? Mm -hmm. And then we say, okay, this is what could be done. And which of these are your priority? Because people may not have the funding to do all the things that I believe needs to be done. Mm -hmm. And so giving people the autonomy to choose. And my goal is to this concept of empower, empowerment evaluation, where when I walk away, like I want to keep having work, but I also want people to feel like they can um, implement these things and continue to do some of this on their own yeah. if they need to. When things like the pandemic hit, you know, funding changed for a lot of people. Um, resources, revenues, everything went down. And so during those times, people have at least a baseline skill set that they can get through. Mm -hmm. I like that. Now, I, I guess, you know, one of the things that I'm trying to understand is, because this sounds like it's a lot of work. So is this service, I mean, is it affordable to small nonprofits as well as, I mean, is it a one-size package or is it um, individualized for each? See. So people have been on to me because they say, you need a one size. Like, I'm not going to do that. I won't do one size. I think it has to be individualized because resources look different. And once again, what people need may look different. A lot of people are doing good things. They don't know it um, or they don't know how to utilize mm -hmm. some of the um, services um, that they're offering. And so I try to individualize based off the need because it needs to be usable. Mm -hmm. There's no point of even if you only pay you know, $500 for an evaluation. You need to be able to use it, particularly when you start to get in these more in-depth evaluations that cost thousands of dollars for organizations. You need to be able to use it. And so it has to be individualized, in my opinion. And I'm going to turn it over to Don, but I have this last question about this phase. And I know there's much more to your business than the evaluation, but this this is uncovers quite a bit um, in this stage, right? Mm -hmm. So do you find that a lot of people think that they're doing one thing, but they really aren't doing what they set out to do? You know, a lot. Um, and sometimes we're well-intended. And so it's like your heart's in the right place. And like, I really think we're doing good stuff. Yeah, you're doing good stuff, but it's not doing what you believe it mm -hmm. to be doing. And when you look at your goal, you're not, this is not helping you get there. Um, when you think about um, organization outcomes and success, it, there's preconditions that have to be met. If my goal is for people to be healthy or to have coping skills or transitional housing, there's preconditions that have to be met in order for that to happen. And often people, your activities, the programming have to Not be, yeah, to, to get that. to the preconditions. Mm -hmm. And so, um, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I just wondered. <laughs> Ooh, I don't know if I should jump in here or not. Y'all too much. Let me go to the entrepreneurial tip here. Um, well, first, did you grow up here in Wichita? Yes. What school did you go to? High school? Wichita North. It's a lot of North yeah. High graduates. We wow. are here. This okay. is something. And that's okay. Uh, uh, what? Yeah, I... Yeah. Nice, nice. So... How long, when did you start this business? Um, so the Institute of Development, mm -hmm. I started it in December. And so I've been spending all like, December of 2021. Like, oh. So, oh. Yeah, this is, it's a baby. It's brand new. Yeah. And so okay. when I'm doing therapy, I did some consulting, but like I said, not to the level 
that I want to be able to do it with the Institute of Development. So I've been spending time as I finish and finish up school, making connections, um, getting the foundational things for the business together. And so fortunately, I have a successful practice. Mm-hmm. And so I consider myself kind of business savvy. So that part wasn't difficult. It's just putting the time in to do it. Okay. What was the pinnacle moment that made you say you wanted to hang up your own shingle? I mean, generally speaking, like in private practice, even. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just don't like being told what to do, to be honest. <laughs> well, like, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> like, and I'm not a, <laughs> I'm the most non compliant, compliant person in the world. Because, <laughs> wait, let me, let me, let me explain. This podcast. <laughs> let me explain. Listen, listen, let me explain. So, I will follow the rules, like, and I believe, but if it's not okay, it's not okay. And you cannot convince me that it's okay. And I'm going to say something about it. And I don't have to just go with it because you say we have to do it. If harm is being done, I hold, I hold myself to a high um, moral and ethical compass as a professional. And it's difficult to work for other people like that because it's like, nope, I, I don't agree. Okay. And so it's. She said, you cannot tell me what to do. Yeah. <laughs> Particularly if it's, it. if it's at the cost of um, people, Yeah, I won't do it. Excellent. Okay. How, would, how will you know if you're successful as an entrepreneur in what you're doing? Not the clinical part, but I mean, or maybe it's in between. I don't know. I think for me, I will know I'm successful when I'm able to provide some services at a pro bono rate. And when people, organizations that I am working with, they are feeling empowered to continue to push themselves to do more work, for sure. Because I know that was my whole goal of getting into private practices. I needed to be able to provide more pro bono services. But in order to do that, I had to be able to still make enough money. Because mm-hmm. I do more free work now than I ever did working at a nonprofit. Mm-hmm. So do you have a staff? Mm, it's just me. Just so you. the goal is, yes. I'm going to convince a lot of people to get into community psychology, okay? so, But the goal is to just subcontract all the work out to new and upcoming um, evaluators okay. like myself or, you know, people who've been around for a long time. Okay. And, yeah, if it's proprietary, forgive me, but what made you come to that, that decision to have – Contractors, or versus employees on the clock, on the on staff. Because I don't want to manage people, and when we're subcontracting, it's more of a partnership, a collaboration. Okay. And it gives people more autonomy because I th- there's enough work out here for everybody. Mm-hmm. And if I can create an environment where maybe somebody is thinking about going out on their own, but they're a little scared, maybe they can come subcontract with me for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I can help guide them to the point that they can be off to the races doing their own thing. Excellent. eh? So along that vein, tell us what services you offer. And so besides evaluation. I do a lot of stuff. (laughs) I do a lot of stuff. (laughs) And so I'm really big on action planning, um, which is kind of a shift from strategic planning where I think of action planning like a treatment plan. Uh, for organizations of these are our goals. These are things that we need to do to get these goals. Mm-hmm. And we're constantly reviewing that. I really like program theory. We Most people know about logic models, but often mm-hmm. program theory gets forgotten about. Yeah. 
and I think as funding sources continue to, there's nonprofits and organ, like popping up all the time. And so there's more competition for funding. And so I think with this model of really helping organizations develop their um, program theory, it's going to help them be more competitive for <clears throat> federal funding, which is needed for some organizations to be sustainable because mm-hmm. they're often multi-year. So, so through facilitation. Facilitation. Yeah. And I'm, as a therapist, I, that's my jam. I love it. <laughs> so facilitation and Don, I know you you have something to say. Uh, I was just going to ask a quick question: Is your revenue stream based on if you can share or want to share? Is it based on grants or is it based on the actual services being provided? So for the institute development, it will be based off the services being provided. Okay. As I continue to move away from therapy and spend more time, less time doing that, the goal is to be able to have some grants. To yes, to pay for myself, but to also help organizations who may not be able to afford an evaluation to be able to fill in that gap for them. So. Wow. Okay. Thank you. So, what do you do after the evaluation? Do you go over and do what's the next step? You sit down with them and then you come up with a plan. Is that, I mean, what when you're thinking about all the services that you provide, evaluation, facilitation, but what else? What about the in between and what about the what happens? So it depends on what you need. You know, you may call and say, hey, Tasha, I think we got a problem, but I don't know. Or we got this grant. And so I come in and kind of talk to you to get to know what you're looking for. But at the end of the day, if it's evaluation, it's always going to be recommendations. Like these are the recommendations and they are, these are the steps that you can take to get there. But also that depends on your resources. And people forget outside of money, time and personnel are big resources. Do you develop the programs? If that's I, I one do of program them. development, but if that's something that they want, yeah. If I can't do it, I'm not going to pretend like I could do it. Okay. But I also, um, the joy of having a PhD, I'm a good learner. I learned how to learn. Mm-hmm. Mm. Learn how to learn. Yeah, well. And you do grant writing? Mm-hmm. And what else? <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm asking. What are you? Like everything. Like <laughs> <laughs> Strategic planning, action planning, whatever you want to call it, grant writing, grant research. We talked about evaluation, group facilitation. Okay, data, yes, that's what I want to know. All types of things. Perfect. So a business or a nonprofit can come to you for any of these types of services. And where can we find you at? Um, www.iodict.com. Very um, nice. And are you on social? No. I mean, I'm on LinkedIn. You can find me on LinkedIn. Okay, that's something. Yeah. What about TikTok? Because Don is dying to get on TikTok. Can you create something? for t- You know, someone told me that I should do a TikTok targeting different evaluate community psychology components. And like, yeah. And I thought about it, but I'm not, I don't know. I hear you. Oh my god! I'm with you. You, you right? You yeah. feel me? Yeah. I'm with you. He's yeah. always with you on that one. But yeah, it's you know like, what? You need to do it, and I'm going to convince you. Well, and then you have to keep oh. up with it. You got to keep up with it then. You got to be yeah. having a library. I don't, I don't do that. Well, all right. You do it. Yeah. Uh, well, friends, we're going to go here yeah. with our sponsor, <laughs> and then we'll be back with Dr. Tasha Parker. 
seeing energy differently means continually working to drive energy prices down, even as costs around us rise. At Evergy, we're relying less on fossil fuels and more on renewable resources. We're investing in programs to help you use less energy, enabling us to decrease our rates over the last four years. Reliable, sustainable, affordable energy that puts you first. That's everything to us. Evergy, the utility company. The Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce. Success for our members, leadership for our community, and prosperity for our region. We need your input to continue to improve the business environment in Kansas and to ensure the success of our members. See wichitachamber.org for more information. To provide us input about this podcast series, send an email to communications at wichitachamber.org with your questions, comments, and suggestions for the business leaders we should feature and important topics we should address. Welcome back, friends. We're here with Dr. Tasha Parker of the Institute of Development, and we're really excited because she has a brand new business that's here to help us as a city and as a community as an, as and as individuals, right? Mm-hmm. So it's all of those yeah. multi-layered. I've learned a lot on this segment. Mm-hmm. It's multi-layers. Right. Yes, I love that. Why Wichita? You born and raised here. Right? Born and raised in Wichita. I moved away for a little bit to play basketball, mm-hmm. but the goal was just come back. It was easy. My family's here. Were you a forward? How'd you know? Like, yeah, I could just I could yeah. tell. But I'm strong for it, strong so I can go to the center if I needed to. I'm <laughs> okay. real strong. Okay. <laughs> um, but <laughs> you didn't tickle me. <laughs> Anyhow, um, but my grandmother's here. I'm pretty close with her and my mom. Everybody's here, so I wanted to come back. And I like Wichita. Um, some people like, oh, it's too slow. It's fine for me. Yeah, Wichita, I think, has um, grown tremendously over the years, and we have many activities, and um, we have fun people like you um, (laughs) to make our community better. So thank you for staying and giving back to the community. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Now that you've begun your business and you're a member of the Chamber. Yes, I am. How has the Chamber been beneficial to you? Um, I think the networking aspect and having someone to go to to connect you to the right people. Mm. So if it's like, hey— you know, I heard the Kansas Nonprofit Chamber, who's the connect? And I have someone to talk to who say, okay, here you go. Here's the introduction. That's the best part. And for some reason, I feel more legitimate, like <laughs> mm. being part of the chamber. Yeah. So I think it does create some legitimacy. Yeah. And so being a baby organization to the chamber, I haven't necessarily started to get work rolling in yet. But I think that will end up um, being a benefit for mm-hmm. sure is people knowing about you, podcasts, opportunities like this, because what nobody else is going to ask about the Institute of Development? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was going to keep doing what I've been doing, taking right. everybody out to lunch in the, right. in the city. <laughs> wow. And tell them about the yeah, Institute of yeah. Development. Yeah. All right, I'll be waiting for my lunch. <laughs> <laughs> You've been doing this for a minute. This, what you say, December 2021? Yeah, that's when I started, started the this, business. Right. Yeah, actually filed the LLC, but it's she's been, been a, doing it. Yeah, I know I she's been doing it. Yeah, but what this? What made you say I'm going to hang out my shingle and and was there somebody that inspired you to do that? Uh, to go out on my own. Well, I knew that with getting a PhD, most people go in academia academia. Mm-hmm. I, I wasn't interested in that. Okay. But um, Dr. Lewis has been really supportive of me since the beginning. 
um, that's the whole reason why I went back to school, which is a little bit, you don't hear a lot of people say, I'm going to get a PhD so I could go into independent consulting. But she really like encouraged me to do it, connected me with the right people. And it's just continued to feel right. Mm-hmm. And she was wow. one of the people like, hey, you get your business stuff started. So hold me a- accountable for school, but also continuing to encourage me to step out and, you know, go the untraditional route. Excellent. And we're talking about Dr. Rhonda Lewis, right? Yes, Dr. Rhonda Lewis. Okay. She's still at WSU? Yes. Okay. Excellent. Uh, She's good people, by the way, but everybody knows that. Not in the news break here. Um, You've been in it for four months, this this arm of it. What's next? Um, Continuing to try to secure contracts, subcontracts. Right now, the last four months, I've been spending a lot of time. Um, So there's a, a nation... Why, like there's so many independent consultants mm-hmm. uh, that have these smaller practices. So I've been networking with them, going to groups, learning as much as I can. And so next is continuing to grow, get out there, showcase some work, do some work. And a lot of that's getting people to trust you and to see the need for it. Well, more power to you on that. Mm-hmm. Um, you got anything else? No, sir. Did she say, sir? See, she throws that sir in there. That sass is just too much. It's, it's too time much to wrap this up. No, no, no. He's done. Uh-uh. Let's wrap this up. We're going to have some fun. Uh, you've dealt with Ebony long enough. Time to have some fun. Word association. Oh. This ought to be good. Oh, so. <laughs> it might be turned around on me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I won't warn about this. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, I'll give you one word. You give me one word back. It's not wrong because it's your word. Oh, okay. You ready to go? Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Here we go. (laughs) Here we go. Leader. Leader. Influence. Success. Individualized. College. Necessary. Excellent. One case state. Entrepreneur. Hater. (laughs) (laughs) Determination. Hero. Anybody. Fun. Where? I'm just playing. Um, (laughs) Fun. Laughter. Excellent. Family. My granny. Chamber. Of commerce. Never invite you to the family. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, we got to be kicked out quick. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure. Oh my God. That reminds me of family feed. Just to digress a minute, yeah. Steve Harvey asked a guy, uh, what comes after pork? And the guy said, you pine? <laughs> so that was, that just. <laughs> okay, we're back, folks. <laughs> anyway. You pine? <laughs> Okay, that was good. <laughs> That's the first thing I thought of. Vacation. <laughs> Vacation. Yes. Beach. Nice. Failure. In your mind. Nice. Wichita. Home. Last but not least, and you got to tell the truth about this one. <laughs> oh, gosh. Beverage. Beverage. What kind of beverage? You tell us. Gin. Boom. Gin. All right. <laughs> Thank you for <laughs> send this to your granny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She, she'll know. She'll know. 
Alicia. I ain't gonna talk about their granny. Oh, man. Thank you for coming through. Good Thank to see you for you. having me. Good to me. meet you. Yes. Yes, and it's always a pleasure. <laughs> what a wonderful conversation and lively. Thank you for being here. Oh, thanks for having me. Absolutely. Well, friends, we've come to the end of our segment. Um, make certain that you share this with your friends or someone who may find value in hearing her entrepreneurial story. And make certain you leave a note for us to let us know who you want to hear from next. Till next time. Peace. The Wichita Chamber Business Accelerator is brought to you by the Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce and is powered by Evergy. Visit wichitachamber.org for a list of the area leaders we've interviewed for this series. This show is part of the ICT Podcast Network. For more information, visit ictpod.net. The Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce's small business initiatives are made possible by our small business program investors, Blue Cross Blue Shield of Kansas, Cox Business, AGH CPAs and Advisors, United Healthcare, and Interest Bank. Thank you for your support of small businesses. If you are interested in learning more about small business investment, contact Angie Elliott at A-E-L-L-I-O-T-T at wichitachamber.org.